Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. This is another episode of Tailgater Sports. My name is Eric. You may have heard me called Nick Soundwave. I don't care what you call me. I'm just glad you're listening to this fine sports podcast. I have two other guys on the podcast with me. This guy's name is Randy. What up? He's a Green Bay Packers fan, That's an Anaheim right. Ducks fan, a Dodgers fan. He's all over the place. I'm athletically confused. Yes, that is very true. I'm Randy. just discovering myself, you know? <laughs> Gosh. Self-discovering. Once. We forgot to mention, he's, once, yeah. also, he's also an Arizona State Sun Devil, so he's part That's of the right. Forks Up Nation. I'm all over the place. Um, it's kind of sad. Arizona State Sun Devils, they've played two games it's in irrelevant. the football season this year, 0-2. Um, hey, they play the Arizona Wildcats this weekend, the Territorial Cup. This makes the schedule makes no sense. But both teams, 0 and 3, 0 and 2, I believe, 0 and 4, 0 and 2, so, something like that. So somebody has to win, and I hope it's the Sun Devils. Well, I know someone has to win, but like, is that just the season then? Because that's yeah. literally yeah, that's the, the final game. Because the Pac 12 decided to, to wait till the very last second to try to fit a season in. So, and they had no wiggle room. And then, yeah, you know, the Sun Devils dealt with a month of COVID stuff. Ah, so they weird. played two games so far this year. Sick. <laughs> the third guy on the podcast, the big traveler, he's, we got a lot of catch up with. And the big news on the podcast right now is Tyler lives in Houston, Texas now. Oh, is that what's supposed to come in? Yeah. I mean, it's been... Oh my God. I think he left his I think he left yeah, his brain he le- in Los Angeles, he left too. His, he left what little of his brain he had in California. Yes. Tyler, it's, Tyler it's is Houston. He has, two weeks. he has moved. He has uprooted his life. He's now part of... What's the sports station, Tyler? So, I work for the Sean Salisbury Show, and it is on Sports Talk 790 AM here in Houston. Still part of the iHeart family. Yeah, so Tyler is going to slowly transition into becoming a huge Deshaun Watson fan, a huge Houston Texas fan. He's already shoving James Harden news down our throats before we recording. Well, that was the first part of, like, of transforming into someone. Like once you've planted your, your, your feet somewhere new, the first step is being an apologist. So he's like apologizing for, for even bringing up James Harden. He's like, hey, guys. This is just big news well, here. James Harden's at, at practice. He's, I'm like, he's that's, recording, yeah. That's crazy, man. It's almost like none of us here in LA heard any of that stuff. So, so Tyler, I have one yes. question for you. What's it like yeah. being a sports fan in the central time zone? Because I believe it probably sucks. I'm a firm believer in the fact that West Coast sports viewing is the best you can have because of the fact that you got the 4 yeah. p.m. start for the East Coast. You have the 7 p.m. start for the Pacific. And you... You could go to bed at a reasonable time and not miss any sports, really. East Coast people are always bitching and moaning about uh, 10 p.m. start time. Well, guess what? That's 7 p.m. on the West Coast. So, Tyler, you have what? So your usual start time is going to be, what, like 8 p.m.? It's like two hours ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, the football game tonight between the Ravens and the Cowboys, that's supposed to start at 5 your time. Starts at 7 my time. Sucks. sucks. Okay. It it will end about 10.30. So what's the local start time for your sports then in general? Like, so on the, on the, every team, I guess it's 7 o'clock, right? Because every time zone is 7 locally, 7.30. Or is it yeah, eight? It would, it would still be seven o'clock. So imagine um, Chicago's in our time zone. So imagine the Dodgers go to Chicago. It's starting at five o'clock your time, but it's still seven o'clock. Here. Okay, so, so it's really you're only really getting gypped out of the West Coast viewing. Then the only thing I'm jealous for, or like I'm jealous of him, is the fact that he doesn't have to wake up at ten a.m. for games anymore. That is that is that's glorious. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm not going nice. to complain about that. It's been nice to wake up at eleven, look at my phone, and realize, oh yeah, Sunday kickoff hasn't even happened yet. Real quick, Tyler, how did it feel losing to Taysom Hill again? You bitch! <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> How's nuts taste? New City, uh, same crappy football team, huh? New City, same Saints. You know, easy easiest way to describe it. There was that Jeopardy contestant one time where all he wrote was "What is pain," and that's exactly how I feel. Okay, it's, now here's here's my brutal. thing. Here's my thing. Look, I'll be honest. Being a Packers fan, haven't known that much loss. 
You know, You're we had so lucky. we had last year, which is pretty brutal. No, sorry, two years ago, which is pretty brutal. Deshaun Kaiser, Brett Hundley. Oh goddamn, Jesus Christ. Here's my thing though for Ta- for Tyler. Is it really that bad for you though? Because I feel like Tyler really just over the top, like, oh, life sucks. It, life is pain. Tyler's over the top. What do you? What? No, no, way. no. no. <laughs> With the Falcons being that bad, but think about it. You have a really good receiver in Julio Jones. I think arguably one of the most exciting parts in sports is when you lose your old coach and you're in preparation to get yourself a new coach. I mean, other um, unless your team screws the pooch and, and hires a really crappy coach. But I see Tyler complaining all the time. But I'm like, it could be worse. But you know, here's my thing. This team was in the Super Bowl four years ago. It takes a special kind of bad to be in the Super Bowl four years okay, ago. Okay, but think about and then just be towards last place. Here's a question I've always had with arguments, though. If it's longer than two years, is it really even relevant? With the turnover rate, people signing, people retiring, same thing applies with college. It's and people still are like, relevant considering that the core is there. Alex Mack is still there. Matt Ryan is still there. Julio Jones is still there. On the defense, Keanu Neal is still there. Deion Jones is still there. Grady Jarrett is still there. The core players are still there. They have the talent, but the coaching Apparently has been so horrendously bad bad i i was watching uh no i was reading something on twitter yesterday where i completely forgot about this so the reason the falcons signed dirt cutter is because it was a panic signing they originally wanted gary kubiak out of denver but there was rumor that kubiak was going to stay so the falcons panicked instead of waiting it out and signed dirt cutter as the offensive coordinator instead literal days after they signed him Kubiak gets let go of Denver or let go from Denver and is free. And I don't think he's even coaching anywhere. Well, right I now. think he it, retired it because a, of a health issue. I'm pretty sure it would have been a major upgrade. though. I mean, so here's my problem could, with Tyler. Tyler, you know, Tyler is a very passionate guy, almost passionate, too passionate to a fault. You know, he gets yeah. over the top. He screams a lot. He's echoing through your ears right now because he's yelling in an empty apartment. And he's the way you hear him right now is how we hear him. Yeah, regularly. all time. You know, you're, he's just he's always over the top. It's great. Great for radio. Good. For, good listening. Good. Whatever. But at the same time, the Falcons aren't even that bad, man. They've had some really, really crappy losses this year, which make it which makes it worse. Yeah, I, I get that. Whatever. But they've won four games. You could be the Jets, bro. You're talking all this crap about all oh, your leadership, the coaching, blah, 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 blah. You have Adam Gase firing a defensive coordinator in New York. Adam Gase fired somebody. Which we'll get to in a second. Like, cause like I have you a could, few thoughts on you that could too. be the Jets, bro. But you're all, ah, we saw no, no, the world's no, collapsing me. in on me. Ah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I could absolutely be the Jets. I'll, to be perfectly honest, I think that's more of an ownership issue at this point. Than a coaching issue. Okay, it's an everything Gase. issue. Well, hold on. Although Adam Gase is bad, I'm not defending it, but the owner just makes ter- Woody Johnson just makes terrible decisions. However, like I said, for our team, this team is too talented to be this bad. Now, see, you're just is being delusional. Is it though? You're just being delusional. Is it no, though? I you got to you got to over are... the hill Todd Gurley. You got to over the hill Matt Ryan. You got nobody to do anything with Julio Jones. Julio Jones is busted up a little bit. Is it too talented to be better than this? There, really, there are two teams. You got Calvin Ridley. Let's Actually, not. Let's also are, let's hold on. Let's teams. also not forget. Let's also not forget the offense isn't the one that blew all those leads. Your defense blew all those leads. So no, I, trust me, I know it's defensive play calling that's always been the problem. But there so are you've three got teams. so you've got you spend lots of money on washed up offensive players, and your defense is no good. So but hey, you don't want Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, you don't want right. Trevor Lawrence, man. Look, th- like I said, there are three teams in this league that are too talented 
to be as bad as they are. One of them is the Falcons, one of them is the Texans, and one of them is the Cowboys. Those three have like they're oozing with talent, with maybe raw oozing? talent. But I don't it's know still if anybody's there. saying the Falcons are oozing with anything. All right, man. I, mm, I'm, I can't defend this anymore. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so defeated at this point we should not this be is, this has been a funny transition because this this started this started with us telling him things aren't that bad and us transitioning <laughs> to like actually things are a lot worse than yeah. you thought they hey, were man, it could be worse but at the same time that's the problem is it could be really really worse but couldn't you say that about any team that like look at the nfc east we've been taught we've been crapping on them all year long but if you really break it down like the giants the Giants yeah, have yeah. been in it. Have turned been, it around. The, well, not even that. The Giants have been in every. Have been won, in basically what, four every game. In a row? No, I know, but like the majority of the losses they've taken have been like by like a touchdown yeah. or three points. You, you, the same goes yeah. with the you know with the Washington football team. The the Eagles just need a. They've been plagued by injuries all year, and then the Cowboys. They're starting their star quarterback. His leg blew up, so it's like you know. While every team is on the cusp of being that bad, they're also on the cusp of being that good. I find I do find it peculiar though that this was supposed to be the year where the 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 Falcons were supposed to make a statement, and the team that's making the statement is the Saints, which is which is which is being led by arguably a washed up quote unquote quote unquote washed up quarterback, uh, Drew Brees. But he's not even in, he's not even in the mix right now. Freaking Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's won three in his absence. Eleven broken ribs or fractured ribs for Drew Brees. And- yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's it. He's done for the year. There's no way. I don't know. It'll be interesting if Drew Brees comes back. I think he's supposed to come back this weekend. Dude, you possibly. Can't come, how do you come back from a rib injury? Like eleven, that, eleven fractured ribs, and I then dude, I don't even know you had that many ribs. Throw in, you throw in the pain meds, you throw the flak jacket on, and you just go out there. That's how you become you Tyrod Taylor, man. You yeah, get a punctured lung. <laughs> it's gonna be funny to see the second he starts throwing an interception or two, and maybe not up to par with what people think he should be doing. How quick do people give him the Lamar Jackson treatment and uh, Joe Flacco is ass? Yeah, no way. No way. No way. And here's the thing, though. Things are going great for the Saints right now. They're going swimmingly until they're not. Because the defense eventually is going to figure out that, how to stop Taysom. That team does have the floor fall out from under them quite a bit. Like, they're doing, they're, they're such a good regular season team, but then somehow something always blows up on them. We're going to talk, we're, we're gonna talk just, about how, we're going to talk about how satisfying, the, how satisfying that Pittsburgh loss was. And how every team, like, when on a hot streak, you're due for a loss. The Saints right now are leading on that winning streak. Like, they're overdue for a loss. But I don't see, like, I see that, I see them hitting that wall when it matters. Like, when it counts. You know what I mean? I can tell you right now, that loss is coming soon. I do know that, I don't know if it's this week, but I do know they have Kansas City coming up on that schedule. <laughs> that sounds and like I a good week to lose. That. Yeah, that sounds like a good Let's week to lose. Let's see here real quick. I know this is great listening. At Eagles next week. Oof. Home versus the Chiefs. Home versus the Vikings at Carolina. See, home versus the Chiefs Who's, may play in the Saints' favor, but there's no crowd. Here's, so here's the other thing, too, though. Fine. Here's the thing, too, though. Uh, what's it called? Um, they're taking on the Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts. Brand new team, yeah. brand new look. The reason why the reason why new quarterbacks always make such a big splash is because teams aren't ready for them. No one has film on Jalen Hurts. People say they yeah, do after that Packers, after you took on the Packers for a bit, but you don't have anything on it. What, what a matchup. You saw the schedule come out and you didn't had no idea in the back of your mind thinking, hey, that could be a Taysom Hill Jalen Hurts game. Ew. Kind of yeah, gross. 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 There's been a lot of gross matchups this year. There has been a little bit of weirdness out in the NFL this year. I mean, on top of COVID, that when we were gone on our little holiday break, yeah. the Broncos played with a, a guy who hasn't thrown a, a football since college. Oh, there was no a quarterback away for us, which I found which I found 
insane. What what I found equally crazy was the fact that the Broncos staff was trying to get their quarterback coaches to go in and starting quarterback. That was crazy. Dude, that, dude, the NFL dude, should have let that happen. Dude, that would have been the story of the century. Dude hasn't taken a snap since like 2012. You know what this reminds me of? Um, I think, dude, honestly, it might have been like close to a decade. The Carolina Panthers had like nobody to start a quarterback. They got they they got on the phone with this one dude, something Saint Pierre. This dude is literally a week prior. He's at, he's a stay at home dad with his kid. Carolina calls him up. He goes in. He plays a game. He has like a nine. He's like an eighty yard touchdown bomb to Steve Smith or something. And it was just crazy. Like this dude came out of nowhere. I think they still lost it's, the game. It's like the emergency goalie in the NHL, where yeah. every now and then, uh, like a goalie will go down to injury. So and it's super close to game time. So the backup has to come in, and they don't have a time to bring up like the the farm team goalie. So all of a sudden they have a because most cities they have a guy. So you should usually right. somebody to play semi pro well, or call collegiate somewhere. This is like the Blackhawks had one year when they had that like accountant guy come yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And he exactly. Most of the time they don't make it in because the goalie ahead of them, you know, plays the game or whatever. Um, Randy mentioned he wanted to talk a little bit about Jets. I love I love just dragging the Jets through the mud. Me when was the an, last time someone was excited to talk about the Jets? Me being an AFC East guy, I love the fact that the Jets are are circling the drain. I mean, they're they're halfway yeah. down the pipe at this point. But oh. Sam Darnold is on his last leg. Adam Gase is running that team into the ground. Um, Remember how weird it was when the Jets were like somewhat good when they had Rex Ryan and yeah, Mark they made, Sanchez. They got, it was ten years ago. They went to the AFC yeah. Championship game. Two years. Yeah. Two straight years. I'm sure Tyler obviously has a take on everything. So let's hear it, guys. What do you What do you got to say about it, Randy? You got You gave us a little. I want to talk about it earlier. I. You know what? You brought this up because initially when I saw that the he uh, they blitzed the house, I was like, a part of me was like, okay, maybe this is sort of like an insurance move where it's if we stop them, we get the dub. Cool. If not, perfect. We're still we're still in the position for that first uh, that first overall pick. But uh, then the news started coming out that Gase took a he took the claim like he took he took the helmet. Oh, I'm the one that fired him. Right. And then I thought to myself, if I was a Greg Williams, right? If I'm Greg yeah. Williams, and I'm like, dude, f this place. Gase is an effing lunatic. This whole organization is absolute garbage. Right. This has this place is going nowhere but down. I'm just gonna send the house, and if they fire right. me, perfect. For I'm those for those who are, who are out of the loop, which if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you at least have some clue what's going on. Raiders were losing by what, like four or something like that. So touchdown to win was all that needed, right? Jets were six seconds away from winning their first game of the season. Prevent defense. Six <sighs> six back. Rush nobody. Honestly, Zero coverage. throw everybody on the goal line. Keep them out of the end zone. You win the game. Six seconds. Greg Williams, defensive coordinator for the Jets. Well, former now. Sent the house, rushed what eight, six, eight, something like that. Yeah. Henry Ruggs, fast guy on the field, breaks up left. That was easy a kamikaze touchdown. move. Easy touchdown. Yeah, kamikaze. I'm either gonna well, no, there's nothing to come out of kamikaze. We're yeah. gonna win or we're gonna die. Kamikaze. Yeah. And there were some stats going around. I, I saw Dan Orlovsky posted a tweet. Uh, some stats broke down like hundreds and hundreds of instances of this situation before. Oh, yeah. And they were the only team to have ever brought the house. I just. That's why it speaks to me. Where I'm like, this has to be a self sabotage. Yeah. Jets, Jets lose. Oh, for on the season, probably the last chance they had to win a game this season was William, that game. Williams was like, you know what? I want out. This is my out. Let's mm -hmm. just do it. Yep. And it comes out. Adam Gase has been avoiding the chopping block. Nuts on the razor blade all season long. And it comes out. He's the one that said, yeah, I fired him. Or, or you know what like, it is? What? You know what Talk it about is? A scapegoat. Greg Williams saw this and he's like, I don't want to be here at the end of the year when they do the player evaluations. Or, you know, actually, here's... Okay, here's... Okay, guys. Here Kamikaze Jets. Did you mean that? Kamikaze... Oh, I know I did. Dude, that's, that's a good, good one. Kamikaze Holy crap. Jets. I just kind of started thinking about Put that. Put that one good. together. Yeah, it's good, right? Okay, here's... All right. Sit down, guys. This is, this is my idea here. So, end of year player evaluations. 
Greg Williams views it as, you know, I'd much rather get fired by get fired by Gase and then have the players at the end of the year be like, look, one of the dumbest moves that happened this year, Gase firing Greg Williams. That guy needs to get out. Or, or if he stayed there long enough, he would have gone down with the ship. So it's like, why do I want to be here at the end when everyone was canned when I can just leave and just dip See, out? But right man, now? that's like kamikaze your career too, because I don't know if you can recover from that one. Does Greg Williams want to recover? I mean, he just—he just. He He's, just co- I guess he might have been on his last leg. Anyways, he kind of had a—he kind of flailed out of of Cleveland. He kind of did the same oh, thing. Yeah. Nobody really respected him out of Cleveland. Look, man, if if I'm Greg Williams and I just flailed out of New York and Cleveland, arguably the two. Worst places to play to coach at well not maybe not Cleveland this year but uh, for the past decade or so I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna go to college Texas Tech you guys hiring yo University of Texas you hiring somebody brought well, up he, he could just retire the man has a ring already he's the defensive coordinator for that Saints I, I was just about to say somebody brought up the tied uh, made the connection that I didn't even realize that he was part of the Bounty Gate guys in the Saints organization oh, wow. like he was a D, D coordinator there too so the guy I think is a little might be a little. Loose in the head, in, yeah. in general. That's probably why Tyler has a little bit of hate towards him, too. His, you his know what? Idea you of know what? A now is knocking it out with a larger concussion. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking, what if he was like, "Look, we send the house. I don't care what you do. Just hit car as hard as you possibly can." Right. Well, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, now that we kind of connect all these dots, it's kind of making a full circle here. I don't know. This is all so confusing. The Jets are an absolute mess. The last time they were even somewhat relevant was Mark Sanchez butt fumble was in the. Was under and center. it's crazy to think that they're kind of they're they're. I mean, it's not crazy to think to be honest. They mean firemen. They're the, Ed they're, the only, they're the only team in the AFC East that just has no chance at anything anymore. The they Dolphins don't. keep winning. The Bills are effing amazing. Yeah, woo, woo. I and think the, the, pa- the Patriots are winning. The, the Patriots shellacked the Chargers forty five zero. Yeah, talk about another coaching extravaganza or coaching just conniption going on. The freaking Chargers. Patriots go in, shut them right. out 45-0, to zero, and I was watching several, several highlights where like analysts were breaking down film where it's like there's 12 players on the field for a punt return. There's 10. They're like, this looks like a team that had absolutely zero, zero prep. And, oh, yeah. And it's like it's like a race. I, I want a text message between Adam Gase and Anthony Lins that says, dude, did you see what I got away with this week? And I'm not fired. It's, it's like they're trying to outdo one another. But you know what this... Bu- I'm not going to say that. I don't want to be mean. But... It's just, I, I don't know, man. I'm dumbfounded. I believe that this, uh, I believe the play was cover zero on the defense. Yeah, cover zero. I believe that play was called on purpose. Now, listen to me. Williams, Gase, even the owner, Woody Johnson, they will never come out and admit it. However, if the Jets win that game, they are all of a sudden in a tie for the top draft pick with the Jaguars, who also need a quarterback and who are praying that the Jets win one or two games so they can get Trevor Lawrence. Okay. So my thinking is, my thinking is, is that I wonder if Woody Johnson's like, look, you're going to be fired at the end of the season. Anyway, do everything you can to lose. And for whatever reason, the Raiders seem to have a problem when they go into New York. I don't know what it is because this happened last year. They weren't supposed to win and the Jets ended up winning. I, I, I don't know, but I would not be surprised if Woody Johnson just tells them at this point, do whatever you can to lose. We need this draft pick. You're fired at the end of the year anyway, so it really doesn't That's matter. That's some big conspiracy theory stuff right I there. Think, but here's the thing. I think the reason they haven't fired Gase yet is so he ends up looking like the ultimate scapegoat. Because my thinking is, if you fire Gase now, you're going to have an interim head coach. What's the problem with an interim head coach? The guys may actually play for this interim head coach, and he might actually win. And I think Woody Johnson's like, 
we can't actually win because we need to be as bad as we possibly can. I, so yeah. it would not surprise me if he's like, do whatever you can to lose. I just feel like there's there's nobody in that locker room taking any kind of control because I even saw no on way. Twitter that people were talking about like former players and stuff. Defensive players were saying, yo, somebody on the field has to at that point been like called an audible and been like, no, this is not what we're playing. This is not what we're doing because you could talk about tank, tankapalooza, like teams trying to lose. The players on the field are not trying to lose, dude. You're not no. going to tank. It's embarrassing. You're not going to tank on purpose so you get better players to come in and take your job. It's just not how it works. Like former players say it all the time. It's like teams don't tank. You know, it's it's just not a thing. And somebody in that huddle on the defensive side of the ball needed to say, hmm, six seconds. We're 40 yards out. We're uh, we're hitting engage eight on Madden right now. Like we're going, you know, bring in the house. Somebody on the field need to say, okay, we're we're gonna call an audible here. Well, so from at, what I've read uh-huh. is that the linebacker has the ability to audible. He he's the defensive captain. He has the ability to audible plays on defense. And from what I read, he thought about it for a second. He looked over the sideline and was like, nah, we should be okay. And <laughs> exactly. Not to. That seems like the Jets season where you think about it. Hey, maybe we should not. And now nah, let's go ahead and think do about this. it this way, though. Think about it this way, though. If you're, for the most part, from what, from what I saw and listening to snippets, the, the, the defense, while they have been giving up a lot of points, there are some shining stars in the defense. Like the, because all the star players are gone, some guys have been given the opportunity to really shine and really make a statement. So when you think about it, too, as, as far as like how this game went and that final play, if things go the way they went, or at that moment, if things were going to go that that badly, that's not on the defensive players. It's on the defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. They realize that too. Like, while obviously they don't want to tank, they must, They number one, they might not really like Darnold, or number two, they really just want Gase out of there. And they realize There's that- no man's land, man. Yeah, they, re- they realize if we blitz and we get scored on, that's not on us. We're doing yeah. what we were told True. to do. You know, you got to so, fall on your own sword at that point. Like, hey, you, know? you can't. Yeah, exactly. I get it. You bring you bring up more of an interesting point because another thing that I read is that Gase wasn't even next to Greg Williams. Of course not. When the play was being run, he was talking to another coach and apparently through his headset, he heard cover zero. He turned back tried to call timeout, but by then the ball was already snapped. Yeah, it's it's just it's. it's there's no direction for this team right now. and That's why I'm telling you, I think this is self-sabotage. Williams was like, you know what? F you, Gase. Right. F this place. I'm out of here. Cover zero. So from that debacle, we touched on it a little bit. The Chargers debacle out the other side, the West Coast, yeah. right? So I saw somewhere on Twitter that the 45-0 to zero shellacking, there was what, like two special teams touchdowns, I think a kick return, a block field goal, yep. stuff like that. And special teams touchdowns come from unpreparedness, right? You're just not ready. You're not oh, ready man. to go. Tell me about it. So I saw on Twitter that this was a direct result from Anthony Lynn going to the media during the week and saying, you know, we're not in the playoff run. We're planning, we're playing for next year. And somebody said, that's what happens when you say it. And your team doesn't play for you after that 45 to zero happens. Justin Herbert threw for 300, you know, he regularly, and now all of a sudden he doesn't get a touchdown. And obviously there's Bill Belichick on their side. It's a Patriots or good defense. Yeah. I you, think, you, you got to luck into at least some kind of points, but Anthony Lynn on Twitter, I saw, I, I saw, dude, this guy was getting drugged through the mud. I, can't grasp like these guys are trying to outdo each other and it's every week oh you know we're gonna we're gonna reconvene at the end of the year or no adam gase fired the d coordinator anthony lynn is has the the commitment and the loyalty of the owners but it's like dude you you have players legit giving up on guys and teams but these how do they have jobs and then you have guys waiting waiting in the sidelines 
but they're not going to get looked at until after the year. I do it's find just, I do find it funny though. Wild. Like I mean, like people are surprised, but the whole team just reeks of incompetence. Where it's like you have a rookie leading the team, and the rookie's the, the brightest part of the entire you team. Know, I want to say the whole I want to say the whole team reeks of incompetence because it's it's I feel like we're always we we kind of talk about it, but then we always just work our way back to the coaching. Like again, this team, yeah. this the Chargers have Keenan Allen, a stud rookie QB. I get it though. A rookie QB is going to have his his speed bumps or whatever. But you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram on the defensive side with Joey Bosa. Like these guys have good guys, and they've been in a lot of games. But like when you lose close games week in and week out, and then you get demoralizing, and then you get a fifty burger almost, and get shut out at the same time. That's some coaching problems. This man. this uh, these final few games are going to be brutal for the Chargers. They're going to be bad. They're, no one's no one has any spirit. Like why? Yeah. Why it, should we? It really sucks too because as a coach, I actually like Anthony Lynn. I mean, I think this is his fourth year with, with the Buffalo. Chargers and those first two years playoffs playoffs and then you know Philip Rivers leaves and it's just like well okay I guess you know we and saw then you well, got Philip Rivers taking the team to the playoffs in the AFC South at the same time which well, is even yeah, more salt I, in the, the room the issue I is think, the issue is Anthony Lynn doesn't seem to really want to adapt like he, he hasn't been making the proper adjustments and week in and week out you can see the you difference got, you got to think we're one non-punctured lung away from Tyrod still playing, probably. Like he yeah. was adamant about Tyrod like, being what? the starter. Like it took a punctured lung for Justin Herbert to start, and he reluctantly did it. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, he was like, for now, he's our starter. Hey, I'm like, are you out dude, of your mind? Tyrod Taylor's lung is deflating in front of his face. He's like, you sure you can't go? You know what? Oh, we got to get Herbie up. Oh, dude. You know what's absolutely bonkers? This could have very well easily been like an Eagles situation where the starting quarterback could have stayed in until the very last minute. We couldn't. Have, what what we know now about Herbert being on a pretty, uh, for being honest, a pretty garbage team and playing as well as he's playing, could you imagine if this was that situation where the where the Chargers are in where the Philadelphia Eagles are right now, barely putting the rookie guy in, and we were talking about like, wow, I wonder what would have been had he started from the beginning. Like we know, but this is still what's going on. So how crazy is this? I have, I didn't even look ahead at the schedule. You want to bring this all full circle here? Yeah. Chargers Falcons this week. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> what team what team has less of a will to win? Yeah. Tune which in, guys. Team, which team wants to to gift wrap a W for the other? Because it's like you God. think about the way the Chargers have lost this year. You think about the way the Falcons have lost this year. Is there a way these teams <sighs> both can lose? I guess they you could both tie technically. It'll be a Chargers comeback oh, win. It'd be it'll be a, real a tie would be it'll be real 2020 just, uh, fashion with the Falcons losing and been a comeback win of some sort. Our recording today has just been us talking about some pretty gross teams. Yeah, let's talk about good teams. How about we do that? Well, sit this one out, Tyler. Know, well, there we go. I mean, I guess we're gonna talk about it like we're setting up a good team, but Tyler's just gonna trash him because he was a hot take machine yesterday. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Tyler. Let's let's hear us enlighten us about why they were overrated <laughs> pieces of trash. Oh. Look, look. They <laughs> we're we're just look, negative people today. Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. It's the Steelers. I, Let's hear it. I understand they were eleven and zero, and I understand that at the end of the day, a win is a win. But some of these wins that they have, they were ugly wins. I mean, yeah. the only solid win that they had that I can think of off the top of my head, they had that really really good game against Tennessee, the one that got pushed back an extra week. That that's the only good win that Here. they have. Their wins are horrendously let's, awful. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at every single. They beat the Browns and Baker Mayfield, but that was before they kind of got hot. So this year. Giants, Broncos, Texans, first three games, yuck. Yeah. Eagles, <laughs> uh, Browns before they hit their stride. Yeah. Uh, Steelers three, and that was only a three point win over the Titans. So the Titans were in it to the end. 
Uh, Steelers, I mean, they beat the Ravens. Ravens have been all over the place this year. Right. Beat the Cowboys, beat the Bengals, beat the breaks off the Jags, beat the Ravens again, and then finally lost to Washington. So it's not like they've they've like run the gauntlet. Like they've yeah. played. They kind of peaked a little teams. bit early, and then yeah, I guess you know my thing was always dude. They didn't even peak. The, yeah. They 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 won off a last second yeah. field goal I, versus I understand Tennessee. The overrated the overrated comments, but you can't luck your way into being eleven and zero. You gotta com- you gotta compete. You gotta come through. But I do I, understand I, the overrated. I, look, comments. I understand where you're coming from. They but were barely beating teams that they should have killed. They should have killed Dallas, who was starting Andy Dalton. That game came way closer than it should have they should have killed um they should have killed philadelphia you only won by nine you should have killed houston you won by seven it's like you should have killed denver and you only won by five it's just ugly ugly wins yeah i i hate to side with uh with mud flaps over here but i'm gonna have, <laughs> to, I'm gonna have to side with him that he's got a point i mean like aside from their one win against Tennessee, which even Tennessee has been real turbulent this year. I just, I don't really see how it is. They've made any definitive wins. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, if you're going to lose your first game of the year, you know, it's coming, whatever it's, it's, I don't think we're going to see a team go undefeated in the NFL ever again, to be honest. It's, it's just really kind of impossible. I hope, we, to I hope one day we just stop the whole conversation of the undefeated. Like it's not going to happen, yeah, bro. But it's one of those things where, you know, if you're the Steelers, you're hoping this loss comes against the Ravens. Maybe you're hoping this loss comes next week against the bills. The first loss, you're not hoping your first loss comes to the Alex Smith bionic leg led Washington football team, you know? Because then it just stings a little more. Like this team is an NFC East, the joke, the joke of the league. But you hope it comes against a competitor, and not a joke of a team where everybody else even has even more ammo on you. It's ridiculous, man. Steelers overrated. I said it from week one. I said it, and everyone's told me I was crazy. Then again, I was living in my own hell with the Packers losing, embarrassingly. It was dark. It was a dark. It was a dark place. I was in a dark place. But you know who's in a darker place right now, and who's going to be in an even darker place? Pittsburgh Steelers fans, because now they've been exposed for who they are and they've only got to go up from here because they got to take on Buffalo and then they're going to be taking on the Colts in a few weeks, too. I said it. I said it on Twitter last night. The The Steelers have started 11-0. They will finish 13-3. and okay. They're going to end up finishing Which, okay, probably well, as the number two seed. That's still, a pretty, good, that's still a pretty good record. Though. It's a good record, but it's a very... It's a fool's gold 13-3. and I, I also put on Twitter last night, they don't make it past the second round. I think if Tennessee was given another shot, I think Tennessee could beat them. I think the Browns could beat them. I think the Bills could right, beat them. Bills will beat to, them this Sunday, Sunday Night Football, by the way. <laughs> I, I I also think so. If they have to go up against Indianapolis in the playoffs, if they catch Indianapolis on the good day, the well, Colts can beat All right, them. we've been doing it, so here we go. Bills this weekend against Steelers. <laughs> Probably lost. I, Better I, be a loss. The Bills looked effing unbelievable okay, you know what let's night. let's stop let's make it quick let's make it short and sweet because if you if you go on for too long bad bad juju man it's i know gonna get i out know there. but josh allen i know i know nasty. i Come know on, bro i know that he was, was that was dude i need new pants you, at the end of that game I'm, that was such a good look, game they're they were a hail mary away from being six straight wins yeah being six no in the last and the they last, only lost uh, six. the chiefs in that crazy weather game got moved around because of Rona, and they lost to the Titans when Derrick Henry ran over our face in another Rona game. Yeah. We're very close away from being right up there with the Chiefs. I know. Let's again, move along. Again, man, not get again, man that, that's my thing. Though, like, were it not for that stupid Hail Mary, you guys would be 6-0 in your last six. It's that simple. But again, knowing your luck and knowing Buffalo's luck, the more we talk about it, the more yep. negative energy is going to flow dude, into the ether. We had- you know, I don't even believe... <laughs> 
Like, I don't even believe in that stupid, like, crystal crap or, like, you know, chakras and all that stuff. Like, no, get out of my face. But when you talk enough about your team, I feel like enough energy floats up into the air somehow. Randy, Only when it comes to football. Randy texted me. He's like, dude, what's with the media and slandering the Bills? And I'm like, dude, welcome to my hell. No matter what they do, how well they're playing, they get crapped on. They were picked. They were underdogs. Yeah, yeah, how is Vegas a, slandering the Bills? What an awful money underdogs line. against the 49ers yesterday. Yeah. People picked the 49ers to win on the ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast. You know, you know how one, Booger McFarlane was the only guy to pick the Bills yesterday. You know how people complain all the time about how like there's stuff going on in the world and yet we still just focus on like well, like the Kardashians and crap. I feel like the media freaks out. They panic when the Bills are doing good cuz like what are we supposed to do? Like they're oh, not four bad. Super Bowls. They lost. They're the not ball. bad. Uh, 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 Mary. Uh, 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 the 90s. They don't have to talk good about them. Norwood. Cuz trust me. All right, get I get it. We were really bad for a long time, so I get that's just kind of default yeah, we go to. Yeah, but like to. give me a give me an effing break as if anyone on the roster was even alive for when right. that happened. Exactly. Like, uh, get out of here. Uh Doug Flutie tweeted out like the last time we won uh Monday night was like when I was playing quarterback in 99. Oh my god. They're talking to Josh Allen Oh, so Josh, the last time the, the Bills won the AFC East, how old were you? Uh, negative one. We get it. We get it. They haven't been good in a long time. I, I Move that. along. That's such lazy Move along. journalism. I hate it. Well, what along. do you what do you expect, though? It's like this, this is going to be 50 years from now when the Jets finally have a winning season. This is exactly what the media is going to do where they're like, oh, my God, the Jets aren't bad anymore. Last time you won the Super Bowl, it's, Joe Namath was the quarterback. This yeah, is, that's right. This is yeah. the Kirk Gibson limp around the, uh, the field highlight that you got as a Dodger fan. You just got overseeing because that's the only thing they could talk about because yeah. you didn't win or do anything since. All right. Moving along. Bills, sick. Love you. Look, Keep doing well. Not to be the guy, not to be that guy, but at least you're not Tyler because for as long as Tyler exists, oh, okay. it's always going to be Kyle Shanahan blowing the Super Bowl okay. and then like those embarrassing comeback losses. Yeah. So at least not that. All right, Steelers, Steelers schedule. Back to that real quick. At uh, Bills. Steelers schedules. I have them losing to the Bills. I have them beating the Bengals and the Colts. And right, we need to stop talking about the Bills. The I'm telling yeah. you, bad energy. So, so the Bills are going to lose so if we Tyler, keep talking Tyler, about Tyler, them. Great, great uh, podcast etiquette there. Just blowing through that so we can't chime in at all. And you had no idea what he just said. So Steelers at the Bills. We all think we're, the Steelers are going to lose. Next week at Cincinnati. That'd be a kick to the balls. Okay, now here's here's an argument that I always tell people when it comes to good, really good teams losing to really bad teams. You can't blame the team entirely. When you think about if you're think about this, if you're a coach for a team and you're trying to mentally prepare your guys after just like especially with the Bills right after taking on the Steelers going into a week versus the Bengals where you go from like a ten to what like maybe like a three. You're preparing yeah. for who? Like Finley, a quarterback? Yeah, I don't even know who's playing QB you, you for them. You know right what now. I mean? Ryan Finley. It's like you can't prepare for play that garbage, like that terrible. Regardless of how hard you train and how right. much you do prep. Division games too are weird, yeah. man. It, you're going to go into the week thinking this is a surefire dub. And because of that, most of the time, On the road. most teams get caught slacking. So that's so, what happens, man. So they that's got the probably, Bengals. That's probably what happened with the uh, with Pittsburgh and the, and the Washington yeah. football team. On the road against Pitt. Uh, on the road against Cincinnati, followed up by at home against Indy, closing out the year on the road against the Browns. So at that point, I mean, depending on how, you know, the the Bills game shakes out, the Colts yeah. game shake out, those are the two hard games. And if they get a little crazy with the Cincinnati game and lose that game, that that Browns game, depending on how the Browns go, that, that might be a little, uh, there might be some implications in the AFC North there, depending on how the rest of the season shakes out for both teams. Well, both it seems like some people are making a resurgence there, where like teams are kind of making that final little push the and like Colts they're starting back, to wake up. Colts are back, tied for first with the Titans in the AFC South. The Browns mm-hmm. are all of a sudden nine and three. You, Which 
You, uh, what, you look, speaking dude, of fool's gold, the Browns could very easily be fool's gold as well. I know they just dismantled the Titans. But you talk but, about team trending up, team trending down right now. Let, by the end of the yeah, season, by the end of the season, who knows what's going it on? It seemed it seemed like what for like two straight weeks the the Browns are playing in like blizzards and monsoons, <laughs> yeah. and there things was just, so much water coming down in one game, and hmm. things were just working in their favor because all they did was run the rock. Yeah, so it was, it was run games and field goals. And they're like, hey guys, maybe if we just don't let Baker throw the ball. <laughs> we might just kinda win these what, games. Kind of what they be doing. It's been Nick Chubb, but it's that, been working, although he though, did he did pop off last weekend against. I did uh, find it pretty funny though, because uh, <laughs> there is a uh, a touchdown, and uh, the, it was going viral because Baker Mayfield did like this big old slide thing in the end zone, and they're like, look how fast oh, yeah, and yeah. smoothly slid. What caught my attention though is when he stood up. I was like, Jesus Christ, bro! He's so short compared to everyone on the guy. team. That was one of his things when uh, when he was being drafted. Was he's a tiny yeah. guy? They were compar- comparing him to like Drew Brees and stuff. That's so crazy, though. What were you gonna say, Tyler, about the Browns? Let's just be happy for the Browns. First winning season since two thousand seven. You know what? Thirteen I, years. I like I like Baker Mayfield. I liked him in I, Oklahoma. He kind of was just this fu. I'm gonna do me. It's taken him a little bit of time to figure out what he is in the NFL to succeed. Yeah, and he got he got dicked by the Browns, man. How many QBs have gone in yeah. and had you know not survived? Luckily, he got Stefanski now, and he's kind of in the right like right trajectory for a career. How many have made it to the Browns and not made it out alive? And it looks like he's going to do it. At what least. were you the one who told me this a little while ago? That quote from The Office, which is like, "I wish I knew when the good times were." Like, what, what's that? I say? wish I knew I was in the good times before I like looking back and remembering the good times, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like if you're a Browns fan, just. Right now is the good times, okay? Like, oh, dude. Don't worry about next week. Don't worry about what's coming on during the playoffs. Just enjoy today. You got a QB day by who's day. not going to be on another team, or you're not going to get a Johnny Manziel again in the next couple of years. You got Baker Mayfield, who's capable, more than capable yeah. in a lot of ways. Your defense, actually competent. Miles Garrett is coming back in the next couple of weeks, so their defense is going to get better than they have been recently. Everything seems to be working out for you guys. Everything's yeah, everything's mess, looking up. You mess around a little bit, and the Steelers, you know, keep messing around. You might win the division. So, all right, looking at the standings right now, if they make it into the playoffs, who do you like? Who more than likely? I'm sure Tyler would know this crap, but who who would the Browns maybe take on? Like, who would they probably face? Well, it depends. It depends what their record because be, they I, would probably need at least. I know now the because now they're adding like that additional team. Things are going to be a little bit well, more yeah, different. So you just got to assume you just got to peg the Chiefs as the first round buy. The only team that's going to get a buy in the first round this year. So they're going to be playing one of the wild card teams that come out. So they might get paired up with the number two in another division, which would could be like a, a Miami, maybe a the Steelers, maybe. So they're they're currently at the five. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. If the season was to end today, I know Eric hates these things. I know. If the but season I've, was but to hey, end my today, bills are doing be... pretty well. So I've kind of been looking at these just to see what, how where we could jump. So go ahead. Explain. It would be Browns Titans, and for the record, yeah. it would be Bills Dolphins. Oh, I don't like that matchup. Bill, I, don't also, like that, I don't like that Bills Dolphins also, matchup. But man. also, Bills Dolphins end the season together too, so that could be a little testy in the AFC East because the Dolphins keep winning for some reason. They're I on think, our ass. I think, Eric, I think Eric would kill himself if the Dolphins beat them in the playoffs. <sighs> Dude, I might after, the, <laughs> after this season. After this season, if we lost in the first round of the Dolphins, like two. Dude, if Ryan Fitzfreaking Patrick beat us in the in the first round, what a fantastic story arc! Like this is literally a movie. We're like, what a great like character arc when he comes back around to slaughter the dragon that that like <laughs> killed his family. Which time? Which time? He's done this to how many teams? He's done it to the Jets. He's done it to the Bills. Yeah, Ugh, dude, I would cry. I probably would as a Bills okay, fan. But you know what? The only way to the best way to wipe away your tears. Some cold hard cash. So let's talk about the important thing oh, here, which is AFC East. That's Tyler, right. Run me my money. 
I look, you guys. I forgot who said that. Money. Who says that? Again? It, it was that one coach that I, I, he was like some high school coach. Run, like, oh, that's right. Bring me my money. Run me my like, money. I love. I love Anyways, Tyler, Anyways. where's my goddamn twenty bucks? Listen, you will get you it can, at you, season's uh, end, which to me is the NFL draft. So April, the yep. NFL draft. <laughs> for those, Shut for up. those that are, for those that haven't listened in the past, so Tyler uh, bet us twenty bucks each. So he had forty dollars coming to him. Possibly, we got twenty each. Possibly, on the Patriots winning the division. Me and Randy were both on the Bills. You see where the trajectory is going and where it's pointing to. But I, I Randy, I, I do want my money too. And technically, technically, the Patriots are not out of the running for the division yet because which they, she, which is crazy. They do play the Bills, yeah, and they they won't lose. I'm going to be keep winning. so mad. And they if keep they winning. Lo- if the Bills lose the Pats, I might. I, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll do something. I'll yeah. do something drastic. They play, them, they play them, I think, in two weeks. after this. They play them the week after the series right now. Let me pull up the schedule. If the Bills lose four straight and the Pats win four straight, up. the Pats will be 10-6 and six and the Bills will be 9-7. All right, seven. so we did it with okay, all these other let's, teams. Let's do it real quick for the Bills. Bills at Steelers this weekend. We talked be, about be crazy Bills now. at Denver. <laughs> okay. Garbage game. Bills at New England. Out of those games, I could see the Bills losing to and the Broncos. Dude, that's the thing. Last two games of the year are a little testy. AFC East Division opponents yeah. at Patriots, at home. And b- playoff the, implications are going to be on the line. For at home against games. the Dolphins. So, I mean, depending on how both of those teams play, could be a little shifty there at the end no as one, a Bills fan. No for one me. pays attention to that, Bron- to that Broncos matchup, but I'm telling you, I could see the Bills losing to the Broncos because... Teams have a problem going to Denver, man. They have, they have a problem going to Denver, number one. Number two, when you play a garbage team, you prepare to play garbage play. Coming off of a Steelers game, preparing for the Pats the next day. It's a weird letdown game in the yeah. middle there. It's a, weird, it's, a, it's a weird momentum shift. You're preparing for the worst, preparing for... What's his name? Uh, B boy Drew Lock Drew Lock Drew Lock yeah, trying man. to break down freestyles and pop lock and dropping in the middle <laughs> at the fifty yard line, but it's just like when you prepare for a garbage team, like you never really prepare. It's like playing bad teams is never good for yeah, your schedule. It's tough man, you never want to be that it's guy. Sandwiched right in the middle of two really big games. Yeah, but I, I have faith in Sean McDermott and the Bills and Josh Allen playing an altitude might throw the ball out of the stadium. So. All right, before we wrap this up, let's run through at least a couple of these games, put our name to some picks. All right, guys. Thursday night matchup is actually a pretty good one this year. We we're just talking about playoff implications for the Patriots. Patriots in LA against the Rams. That's a good game. That's a really good game. The Rams talk about finding their stride. First place in the NFC West, all of a sudden, the Cardinals suck, lost four or five. Yeah. Dude, the fact that, that their one win in the last like six weeks has been that stupid Hail Mary catch. Well, the Cardinals, the Cardinals are one of those teams where they're just an offseason away. Yeah. Like it's there. Murray is a little hurt there. too. His shoulder, I think, is a little banged yeah. up. Yeah. So what do we got? Patriots at Rams. I think I'm going to pick the Rams Me at too. home. I hope the Rams win. I want my money. I have to pick the Patriots in order true, to win. True, very true. You so, pick against the Patriots, you're basically I, saying you're going to pay us cash. At this point in the at this point in the season, I don't even base my my bets off of skill. It's more like, okay, what's going to convenience me the most? And right now, the Rams beating the Pats, that's going to convenience me. All right, so let's pick it. Falcons Chargers. Uh, char- uh damn. I want to say Chargers. But I, like you said, I after we really, just talked about all how how the team's not playing for him anymore. Yeah, I really don't see the guys playing for Lynn. I don't think it'll be a forty-five nothing blowout. But right. I also don't. I, I just don't see the Chargers being the Falcons. I, I might. I might pick the Falcons, man. I, I think I'm gonna pick the Falcons, and that's what gets Anthony Lynn fired. I know I've been saying this for weeks. But, but it's like, do you even like? What's the point of, of even firing the guy? You might as well wait till the season. Yeah, true. At this point, will just take over for three games. So, like, what's the point? 
at this yeah. point, like, what? How do you even go to work every week? I know, I know, this is kind of bad. I hate calling for coaches' jobs. I don't like calling for people to be fired, yeah. but I just feel like I've often the writing about is on the too. walls, man. And you just see that you see it. You you can't not hear the noise. Like it's what you're getting asked about it about all your media availability. So I think I'm gonna pick the Falcons over the Chargers. Yeah. So um, we're all picking the Bills over the Steelers. I'm assuming after we just shellacked the Steelers and put the Bills on the pedestal all episode. I need my money. I'll pick the Steelers. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. But we know where your heart really is, Tyler. You bastard. We talked about AFC East implications, so let's keep it going. Chiefs at Dolphins, a sneaky game. We, teams traveling East can get caught up sometimes. Do we give the Dolphins any chance? Good defense. Been playing pretty hard. They had a couple hiccups. Uh, I no, might pick I'll, the Dolphins. I'll, I'll, although weird they things look bad against the Broncos for Chiefs. Yeah, although weird things happen in Miami... <sighs> Kansas City's too good. I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I, I'm going I'm I'm to do pick it. Kansas That's my upset pick. Kansas City didn't even really look that great during their last game. They barely they, yeah. they barely scraped by I mean, versus the Broncos. I mean, it's just they didn't have those plays that set them apart. You had that one. You had two touchdowns get called back against Tyreek. To reiterate what I've been saying like five times during this podcast, when you play garbage teams, <laughs> expect garbage play. Kansas right. City played a garbage team and produced garbage play. Right. I mean, so, it's funny how we talk about the garbage and they, they didn't... Patch Mahomes still threw for like 350 and a touchdown. I know. That's crazy. So you're going to pick the Chiefs or the Dolphins? Um, you know what? I'm going to go on a limb and I will say the Dolphins. All right. So Dolphins, Dolphins, Chiefs for the Tyler. Colts at Raiders. Ooh. Raiders are in a weird position because uh, since the last time we did this podcast, I think we said the last one. We're like, the Raiders are in a good position to really make a splash. Yeah, and now it's like, what's happening to got, the Raiders? They got shellacked by the Falcons, which is never a good look. <sighs> I know. What's but happening the, to the Raiders? The Raiders have kind of pissed me off because. I had them as a dark horse to get to at least the AFC title game, but then they get the AFC title. It, it game. was it was embarrassing against Atlanta. That was yeah. an embarrassing. And then, show. And then they're one and then kamikaze they, play away from losing to the Jets. So so the, in in all yeah, honesty, they could right. be seven and six right now. Uh, I'm gonna say I'll say the Raiders. Because I feel like this is the week they coach pick it up. up. John Gruden coach, coach him up, up game. Because look how fast the narratives if the narratives turn. It, it went from like it went from like if I'm the Chiefs, I don't want to face the Raiders in the playoffs to like what's going on with the Raiders. I feel like John Gruden would get Philip Rivers got a couple times too. Yeah, I'm sure he's got him figured out. I I mean, if you're Gruden, all you gotta do is like you know dust off those old tapes you got where you're talking about nonsense and. Wider, but wide two spider banana. <laughs> right, I'm gonna go with the Colts. Two wide banana. So you're gonna you pick the Raiders, right? I got the Raiders. And Tyler, did you pick? Uh, I'm torn. Um, just because I want to see Gruden in the playoffs again, I'm gonna pick the Raiders. Yeah. All right. Two teams. One kind of trending up. The Buccaneers. Couple speed bumps. Vikings at Buccaneers. What do we got here? Um, as any day the Vikings lose is a good day for me. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Right. I'm actually going to go with the Vikings. I think if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, I think Dalvin Cook would be a serious MVP candidate. Oh, get the F out of here. Buccaneers, I'm picking up. Moving along. I'm not even going to let you elaborate on that. Dude, how crazy is that conversation of Justin Jefferson potentially winning Rookie of the Year over Herbie? And just well, now that Herbert didn't score exactly, I was about to say yeah. Anthony Lynn might coach Herbert out of Offensive Rookie of the Year. Dude, give me an effing break if you think. Oh my god, that's so oh my god, Dude, that's so crazy. That would be the final nail in the coffin is if your rookie QB doesn't win it because you yeah. you kamikaze. There's so many kamikaze right now. I love it. I know. But you know, Amazing. you ruined his his season. All right, final one. Monday night football, Ravens at Browns. 
I'm assuming Lamar Jackson's back by then. Gets out of is COVID it, at 19. Mark Ingram, I think, will be back. Is it possible that the Ravens can miss out on the playoffs? At, at six possible, and five? Yeah, yeah very possible. Because figure at this point, they have both they have yeah. two teams above them in the AFC North. If, and then you got to factor in the Bills and the Dolphins might yeah. make it out of the AFC East. If the Ravens miss the playoffs, Harbaugh's gone. There's no way you bring Harbaugh back. There's no way. Yeah, after making, it's tough. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if a, a team like that, Lamar that ja- kind of a coach after a COVID year, you know, Lamar some Jackson, teams might give a, a couple uh, scapegoats. But Yeah, Lamar Jackson's having to paint Hillis here. Did really great last year, and now he's just kind of like... It's these mobile quarterbacks. You get figured out. Madden he, curse, bro. The he doesn't curse have lives. The, he doesn't have the arm to keep people honest. You know, he's a running QB, and that was the thing. He was running. They caught people surprised, but he's now a running QB that... I hate... I, I said, it said it before. Upgraded Tim Tebow. Upgraded Tim Tebow. Okay, I don't know about that, but as far as that whole division yeah, goes... Tim Tebow was a league MVP? Oh, wait. As far as that whole division goes, though, I'm actually pretty satisfied with what's been going on. The fact that the Steelers might be on a downward slope, the Browns... Heading up, trending upwards, and then the annoying Ravens went from big trust to uh, trust us. We're going to be missing the playoffs. <laughs> is, uh, has been. I'm going to pick the Browns. Feeling good about this, yeah. I got the Browns too. I'm going to pick the Browns, but oh. let's not forget that in Week One, the Ravens beat the hell out of them, thirty-eight yeah. to six. Okay, yeah. The How Steelers many times also have we said the Browns have oh been figuring God. it out lately. This no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying is like that's how weird this year has been. Everybody thought the Browns were another fraud again. Even with Stefanski as the new no, head coach. Well, the, Brown, like, the Browns well, have Baker finally figured it out where it's like, hey, let's not have Baker Mayfield run the run the gauntlet. Let's just have run the ball. Same thing went with the, the Steelers losing. They were like, hey, we can't have Big Ben throw this much during the game. Right. But they have no run game. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Ever since Le'Veon Bell left, they've yeah, been James like... James Conner had his little flash what, last season year before yeah. or whatever. And, and then he's not and that great. Ever since... Snell has the spinning mouthpiece, but he sucks. Ever since... <laughs> ever since Bell got... Ever since Bell dipped <laughs> out of Pittsburgh, they've been literally in the in the the last five as far as running goes. They've been terrible, atrocious. All right, that's going to do it then, guys. We ripped apart a couple teams, to be honest. This was this was us just kind of getting out of the funk of missing two weeks because of Tyler's stupidity and his actions. This is just hold not, on, it was Thanksgiving week. Let's, yeah, let's we, I'll give, I know, I'll give kidding, Tyler kidding, one I'm week kidding. of that Thanksgiving. You know, I'm I'm definitely a take the holiday off kind of guy. Um, Me too. But then Tyler moving, you know, whatever. Tyler's yeah. in Houston now, by the way, for if you're just catching the end of this for some reason. Yeah, for like, some reason you skipped all the way to the end. Just <laughs> yeah, to hear you, you just want our picks for some reason because we're geniuses. But um, Tyler. Hopefully you buy a uh, uh, some kind of soundproofing because you sound atrocious. Um, if you're listening to this part all the way through, we thank you very much for putting up with Tyler's technical crap. Working on it. Working on um, it. Tyler's uh, currently uh, spelunking down in caves. Yeah. So. Uh, follow Tailgater Sports on Instagram. We put up fun stuff. We interact with you guys here and there when we're uh, not yelling at each other on our text messages at tailgatersports.com for all the podcast links. Um, at Tyler the Board up on Twitter at Hey It's Randall. At underscore Roberts11 for all this crap. If you want to talk more to us on Twitter, you guys got anything on the way out, Randy? Um, you guys refused to address it, but uh, I figured I would go ahead and talk about it. The Packers are taking on the Lions. Uh, it's uh, you know, a little bit of a throwaway garbage game, but uh, knowing the Packers, I wouldn't put it past Matt them to Patricia lose. Also fired while we were gone. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them to lose to Matt Stafford and the Lions, but uh, uh, you know, go Packo. How, how weird would it be when we see Matt Stafford somewhere not in Detroit? Here soon. I, he, I don't think he'll be there very long. He's so happy. He, big old smile on his face. 
We we gotta yeah. okay. We gotta have a podcast. We we should set the schedule this down somewhere where we make our predictions for where people are going after. Yeah, the we'll do it. That'll be a big end of the season wrap up. Probably our coaching carousels, QB movement. I think that'll be a good end of the year wrap up. One. Oh, Matt Stafford's gonna be so happy oh, when yeah. he finds himself I mean, I, I, as I, a I new quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah, yeah. middle Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford swaparoo here. Shout out, oh, wow. Matt Stafford did go to Georgia. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. Where do you See? got, Tyler? That's how you convince I, a simpleton. Look, <laughs> I might. <laughs> I might look into my crystal ball real quick. Just, just one, which just is one which is a rock of crystal methy bod. <laughs> well, I am in Houston, so maybe. Um, there you go. Talk about your new yeah, city. Yeah, talk crap about your new city, man. Uh, looking in the crystal at Sean ball, Salisbury I, show on Twitter. <laughs> shut up. Seven ninety a.m. Matt Stafford. I could see him in New Orleans next year. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I could see it. Well, thanks for that four minute tangent. Yeah, there. all right. That's your opening <laughs> thought. See you guys next off. week. See you later. Bye.